Hi, this is Michael Soto. And I'm Sam Garman. You're listening to Transform, the podcast where we explore the stories and experiences of folks who are transgender beyond the transition. One, two, three, four. What did your mom say? What is your real name? How about those drugs that you take? And does your voice change? How come you don't feel ashamed? What kind of love do you make? But you don't care about my answers Your questions ignore me Let me tell you a story Well, y'all, we had a um, a grand plan to bring you an interview with our friend Ashton. And uh, that interview is great, and it'll come out later this season. Um, but I don't know if y'all saw... Some shit went down this weekend. Yes, it did. Uh, yesterday, news broke uh, that the Health and Human Services Department uh, is spearheading an effort to change the legal definition of gender um, in a way that would exclude transgender people from having a legal gender, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So we should preface this by, uh, we know some of you listen with kids or young people in your lives. Um, we're just going to tell you, we haven't had enough time to process this and make it less ragey. So there's going to be some swearing. Yeah. Maybe more than average. Most Uh, likely. We're really mad. Yeah. So if that's not something you want, uh, your kids to listen to or, uh, or to hear, you can probably maybe skip this one with them in the car. Definitely. Um, but we hope that at some point you will come back to it because there are some very important ways uh, that everyone who is a trans ally can make a difference uh, that we will cover in this episode as well. Um, yeah. And right now we need you more than ever trans allies. So uh, we do. listen to this when you can. Yeah. So I think the first message we want to send is to the folks who listen to us who are trans. Um, and that message is that we see you um, and we love you and you're, you are valid and your experience is valid and you are who you say you are. Yep. Um, I know I spent yesterday feeling really sad and really heavy and uh, feeling like I was kind of in a hole. And I'm guessing that there are lots of, uh, lots of us out there who feel the same way. So yeah. um, just know that uh, we are not going to stop fighting um, and we will not allow ourselves to be erased. Absolutely. Um, and we want to encourage you to find other trans folks for support. Um, you know, we understand what this feels like. Uh, find those supportive people in your life who also understand uh, and are willing to be a safe place for you in a time mm-hmm. that is difficult. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so at the end of this episode, we're going to give a lot of like, what do, what, what happens next? Um, so there's lots of ha- hang in there. Cause our ally moment is like an ally long, long moment today. Um, that's really about how, how we can show up around this issue and really make an impact. Um, so, but maybe we should step back a little bit and start with like, what, it, what are we talking about? What's the specifics of, uh, what this article reported? So Michael, you want to take that a little bit? Sure. So, so what's essentially what's happening is that uh, 
the Trump administration is trying to change the legal definition of gender. Uh, during the Obama administration, uh, and for many decades, actually, through the courts, uh, the question of uh, what are gender and sex and how do uh, those two things exist in society um, in relation to discrimination in particular has been a question that's been discussed, right? Through mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. administrations, through different uh, judicial processes, like the Price Waterhouse for v, v. Hopkins case, right? Which really legally defined that sex stereotyping is also a part of sex discrimination, mm -hmm. right? So many things throughout our society's existence have led up to sort of this legal definition of gender at the end of the Obama administration. Uh, the legal definition of gender was clarified to clearly include transgender people. Um, and to, to say that, uh, basically gender was not just, and has never been as we all know is true, right. <laughs> has never been just a box that is boy or girl, male or female, right. Mm -hmm. The gender is significantly more complicated than that. Um, and so is sex. Um, and so that's where we got to before the Trump administration, after our society's entire evolution of its legal understanding of gender. So I want to make it clear that this is not just a Obama era thing, um, it's just, that's the end point that we got to after a very long journey, right? Through, uh, the executive branch, through Congress and through the judicial branch of our government for many, many decades. So the Trump administration, what they're trying to do, um, to please the conservative, right? Um, the extremely conservative, right? Um, is to actually very, very narrowly, change uh, change the definition of gender to a very narrow definition that only includes biological sex and one interpretation of biological sex in fact <laughs> um and one interpretation of science um that leaves out a lot of science <laughs> quite frankly um to say that there are only two categories that are male and female of gender and sex um which we know scientifically as well as uh, in regards to gender expression and identity are not true. Um, so yesterday. Yeah. And so that I, I would say the reason that like the sort of bottom line reason of this is that you really set up there is that currently the yeah. definition of gender and sex is broad enough within the law yeah. that transgender people are included under that. Exactly. So there, and it's not a direct line, like trans people still have a ton of discrimination around yeah jobs and whatnot so it you know it's not fixing everything right. but because there is some protection um that that's not working for our current administration right and that so there's some protection and more importantly it doesn't negate our existence right it doesn't right. say outright that we do not legally exist yes. or that it is impossible to be a person who is gendered in this way right yeah Yep. Um, and what the Trump administration is trying to do is to do just that, right, is to sure. negate our existence um, uh, legally, and that has many other ramifications in our lives, right, that extend far beyond just a legal construct. Uh, so so this is uh, alarming news at best, right? I, I hope that you've all seen uh, many organizations and activists speaking out against this. Um, this kind of... Uh, you know, the, the framing for this change uh, from the Trump administration is that this wrongfully extends civil rights protections to people who should not have them, which is false <laughs> at best. Um, that phrase alone is uh, something that I think both Sam and I can agree makes us want to 
burn shit down. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, so that is not true. Um, that's not what is happening. That's not where we're at in regard to uh, the gender of sex and gender, the legal definitions of sex and gender. Um, and it is a false, false pretense for doing this thing that will damage and harm transgender people, non, non-gender conforming people, as well as anyone who doesn't adhere to whoever's strict interpretation of what male and female are. This means that a woman who wears a collared shirt at work could be disciplined or fired, right? This means that a man who wears a pink shirt, if his boss decides that's not male or masculine enough, could face ramifications, right? Like, this is such an absurd attempt to classify sex, gender, and gender expression under such limited and narrow categories that it's impossible yeah. um, and unbelievably harmful to even try to do. Yeah. It also um, it is based in this idea of biological essentialism, yes. which is around this idea that our biology at birth entirely determines our sex and gender. Right. And, the, and the reality of that is that even if you – are not including trans folks in that conversation. There are a ton of people who have some sort of intersex characteristics. Mm -hmm. And so whether that is um, a chromosomal difference, whether that is um, somewhat ambiguous genitalia, whether that is um, any of the variety of issues that can happen at puberty as hormones change, like those people would all be left out of existence by this definition as well, because anything that cannot be clearly identified at birth can't be categorized under this definition. And so intersex people are often left out of the conversation. um, And this would have a a massive impact on them as well. Yeah. Uh, And so we want to make sure that we, you know, many, many intersex people don't identify as transgender. And so we wouldn't lump them under that, description but this is one of those issues where we would both be impacted in in a similar way and so we certainly stand with our intersex friends and family and say like hey this is not okay for them either yeah i think i mean this would even i think this even actually extends beyond biological essentialism which even biology recognizes that you know hormones chromosomes you know, physical characteristics are a complicated mixture of things that don't always add up to, you know, it's not always a one, two, three sort of scenario that there's a lot of complicated things happening there. I think this is actually based on biblical essentialism. If we're going to be really honest, they're, they're doing the Adam's rib thing here, right? Adam and Eve and Adam's rib. Like that's what's happening. This isn't about science. This isn't about what actually uh, happens in people's bodies in any respect. Right. Yeah. So the only way that a decision that is made at birth can be overturned is via genetic testing. Right. And I think that that also, the the reality is that gender and sex are so complicated yeah. that even genetic testing is not a full proof. Absolutely. And, and anybody who really actually understands biology and science will tell you this. Yeah. Like, and there's actually been some really fantastic, uh, there's been, there was a podcast that I listened to that was really amazing about, um, gender and the way that our bodies develop oh nice gender and sex and Mm -hmm. so that we'll link that in the show notes if folks want to dig into that um and there have been actually a couple of sciencey folks on twitter who've been Mm -hmm. breaking this down and talking about the reality of our biology and not being as straightforward as this really limited view of science can tell us absolutely 
and you cannot look at someone's blood right. and be like, oh, this is who they are as a person. Like it just yeah. doesn't work that way. Nope. That's and, like- and genetic testing, when we start going down the road of that, that is really, really sketchy as fuck. Like that it's is eugenics. A, you know, yeah, this is this is very. This is not a road that has historically proven uh, no safe or um, okay in any way. So let's not go there, right? Yeah. yeah, hard no on that. Hard no. So the Department of Health and Human Services is really leading this charge. Yeah, um, but one of the things that they are strategically doing is attempting to get the big fo- what they call the big four agencies. Right. So that would be. Health and Human Services, Justice, Labor, and Education. And their goal is to get all four agencies on board. And then if all four agencies on board, it is much easier to push it through and have the courts recognize this as being just fine. Well, we know that the heads of those agencies are all appointed positions. These are not people that we voted for. And so it is actually pretty easy to make that happen for this administration. And so the... This is one of those things that is, um, this is why it's so important to vote, uh, because this makes a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, these, each of these agencies are contained within the executive branch, which means they answer in some direct way to the president, right? Mm -hmm. And to his staff and administration, they are his administration. Um, and so this, you know, if you think your vote doesn't count, um, this is yet another reason why your vote counts. Like your vote is important. I know it can feel frustrating at times, but your vote really matters. Um, And especially this November, we have an opportunity in many States throughout this country, as well as at the federal level to make some significant changes um, to the type, the type of person who gets to make decisions about our lives um, and gets to make laws about our lives. Um, And that means we need you voting for people on the sixth or before. If you're yeah. really voting. Yeah. And I would also say that um, this is this is one of those questions that it's I think with the trans military ban, yeah. it was it was really a clear direct line to like if this passes, then this is the impact. Yeah. And on an issue like this, it because it's policy oriented, uh-huh. I think sometimes it's easy to be like, Well, I don't really fully understand what this means. I know I am mad. Right. I don't like it. What would it actually look like? Yeah. What does it really mean? What's the actual impact? Right. And I think if we don't understand the actual impact, it's really hard to mobilize against this. And so Michael and I wanted to spend some time talking about like what would the actual impact of this be yeah. on the lives of people that if you're listening to this podcast, we hope that these are people that you know and love yeah. um, and want to support. Absolutely. So the actual impact uh, would be many and varied. Um, Let's start with legal identification, right? Uh, So legal identification makes almost everything in your life possible, whether that's um, going to school, driving your car, voting, owning a home, anything like that. You need legal identification for a bank account, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In any respect, you have to present some sort of identification proving who you are. What this does uh, would mean that we would no longer have access to legal identification that reflects the people that we actually are. Uh, So that means that we're open suddenly to an enormous amount of public disenfranchisement, right, at minimum, like Mm -hmm. minimum we're talking about, like not being able to legally hold a job, not being able to legally have a bank account, not legally being able to... Uh, have you know any sort of identification or any of uh, the subsequent things that come with or require identification? Um, yeah, 
at, you know, in extreme cases, this means we're uh, open to even more pervasive and um, even more pervasive discrimination and harassment uh, before my legal identification uh, matched who I am, right? <laughs> before it matched my gender identity, uh, I was actually in a really serious accident. I was riding a bike and was hit by a truck. Um, you would think that I would be rendered medical care, right, by mm -hmm. objective emergency and medical personnel, um, which I was until they discovered my ID. And as soon as they realized that I was a transgender person, um, they started calling me freak, started saying all sorts of awful things to me as I'm passing in and out of consciousness, by the way, that hurt. Um, I can't walk. Uh, and to such a great extent that I actually asked them to leave and legally, you know, signed a waiver saying I feel safer barely conscious and unable to walk after an accident on the sidewalk than in your care, because you're clearly so biased against the kind of people that I am. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, that is a horrifying story. Um, and it's not, unfortunately the only story, right. I mean, and that also relates to medical care. So we, we will definitely get to medical care, yeah. but I'll also say that like, if I was to, if I was to be traveling as I appear now and post so much medical transition uh -huh. with a passport that had a female gender marker and said my birth name, wow. I would not be allowed to go into another country. Yeah. Like that would look like fake ID. Yep. Absolutely. And the, the deal is at this point, like I've, I've transitioned far enough that it's not possible to go back. Yeah. Even if I wanted to, right. It's not possible. Right. Like there, there are some changes that can't be unchanged. Yeah. And so like, I will never be able to match an ID that says that I'm female and has my birth name on it. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not even possible. And so the, whether or not the, like the ID exists in one way, folks who Right. exist on the opposite side of that like that folks are not going to be able to engage and yeah. that is that's a really frankly terrifying thing to think about it is also the idea that the government could in any way make people either feel like or actually try to make people uh de like undo their transition in some way or yeah on come out or you know what i don't even yeah. there, there's not even a it's not a thing like that's you can't make me not be who i am and the thought that you think you can like yeah enrages me so completely that i actually am having trouble finding words <laughs> like my brain yeah. is just like seeing red at this moment yeah i mean it is <sighs> it's enraging yeah. um and it's really scary this is a scary time yeah. to to be trans especially you know folks Michael and I have chosen to be out and to yeah. remain visible. Like right. that's a scary thing right now Definitely. Uh, to be experiencing this. Um, yeah. And then I think Michael brings up a good point about medical care. Mm. Um, one of the things that is true for damn near every trans person I've ever talked to is that seeking emergency medical medical care is terrifying, Absolutely. whether it has anything to do with your genitals or not, Yeah, because there might be some point in a conversation that you might have to disclose. Yeah. Uh, your gender identity to a practitioner. Uh -huh. And so, and there are times when you can't choose that, right. right? You are in extreme pain. You've been hit by a truck. You've like, you are having an appendix attack, yeah. whatever it is yeah. that you can't really choose the care provider you go to. And yeah. so you're sort of rolling the dice and hoping 
that you are going to get appropriate medical care. Yeah. There is already a significant number of people who are trans who do not seek medical care because they know that they're going to be discriminated against. Yeah. With this kind of policy, the that number will be astronomical. Absolutely. I mean, it it makes medical care inaccessible. You know, ultimately, yeah. it just does. And we're we're not being dramatic when we say that people will die because of this. Absolutely. I mean, people already die. We already die because we are trans, right? Like we are, people are already persecuted to the point of not just harm, but death, right? And physical violence and all sorts of other things between harm and death. Um, this just escalates that significantly more uh, for our entire community. Yeah. Um, not to mention also makes participating in citizenship and public life in that way completely impossible i mean talk about voter disenfranchisement like yeah. how on earth would you or i go and vote at this point right like if i if i have to have an id that has my birth name and my birth gender marker on it i'm gonna be laughed out of the polls no one's yeah. letting me vote with that id you know yeah. like it's not gonna happen i'm not even gonna be able to get that id quite frankly because they will also laugh me out of the dmv right yeah. like it's it completely closes off any sort of public life for transgender people. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I think also I think about the, especially young kids who are coming out and the impact of this kind of thing on their education. Wow. Um, The impact of like what it would look and feel like to sit in a classroom. Um, they're, Young people who come out as trans are already facing a tremendous number of barriers. But this idea that, you know, that the Department of Education would sign on to this thing that erases an entire group of people. Yeah. um, That's pretty horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying in every every aspect. Um, So this has not happened yet. This was a leaked memo. Um, and often memos like this are leaked to gauge public opinion. Um, so it's really important right now that you are publicly outraged. Um, make sure that you are posting about this, that you are, uh, being vocal in every possible way about this, because this is actually one instance where being publicly and on social media and in every format possible outraged about this could actually have an impact, um, either making the rollout of this less, severe and less damaging or convincing this administration, hopefully to not do this at all. I'd encourage all of you to think about like, are, is there a rally happening nearby you? Could you be involved in starting a rally? Um, The trans community is not exceptionally large. So if we just all show up at a rally, it's going to be a very small rally. Like we need allies right now. Yes. Telling folks that they are, that they believe this is absurd. Absolutely. We, we we need our allies more than fucking ever because this is the time to show up. It is. Um, so if this does, if these regulations do happen, uh, just to give you all an idea of the process, right? Um, if they are released to the public, um, and they actually are released as, uh, something that this administration is pushing for through either the, all four of the agencies or just one of them, um, there will be a comment period. So once they're made public as something that these agencies intend to make into regulation that has the force of law, um, they will be made open to the public for 60 days. So that means that the public has 60 days to comment on these regulations and say whether you support them or not and go into as much detail as you need to. 
if that happens, we will let you know right away as well. Many different organizations and entities. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that's another opportunity for allyship and for activism to every single day comment and say how damaging, uh, this kind of redefinition of gender and narrow redefinition of gender would be, um, to people in your life. Yeah. Um, and so again, that it hasn't happened yet where that public comment period is open. Um, and of course we will let you know and yeah. make sure that you all have a great resource on how to yes. engage with that. If it happens, um, we will also on our Facebook page, ensure that we're sort of posting things that, uh, things that are coming up. So make sure if you don't follow us already, that you follow us at transform pod at on our Facebook page. Absolutely. There, there is the possibility that this, that this policy and then really any subsequent policy could be stopped if Congress were to pass the Equality Act. So the Equality Act has been in Congress for, it's been a while. It's been a really long time. And it includes, um, LGBTQ protections, essentially. Um, it's a, it has a definition of sex and gender that is inclusive. It, um, it provides all kinds of protections for the LGBTQ community. And currently it only has two Republicans signed on to support it. Um, It does have a ton of democratic support, but because the Democrats do not have the house or the Senate, it can't move anywhere. And so this, if that were to be passed, it would actually supersede any policies that would attempt to redefine this for ever because it would be, it would be done. So uh, that would be one way that this could be stopped entirely. And I think that leads us to um, action. So what is it that you all can do? Because we know that folks read that article and were outraged and are not totally sure what to do next. We include an ally moment in every episode because we know that there are lots of you listening who aren't trans, uh, but you're listening because there's probably someone in your life that you really care about that is trans, or you want to be a good ally to the trans community. So these moments are for you, and they're all about how uh, you can best support the trans friends and loved ones in your life. So what can you do uh, to make a difference and to speak out against uh, these proposed and possible regulatory changes? The first thing that we would say is um, show the trans folks in your life some love. Yeah. Um, trans folks right now are hurting. Um, it feels scary and overwhelming yeah. um, to be marginalized. And so uh, whether that is a, like an emotional thing where you send a text message, it's like, hey, I see you and I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I support you and I will protest with you and stand with you when the time comes. Yeah. Like I will fight this with you, like whatever that is. Or whether it's a material thing. If you know a trans person who is, you know, has a GoFundMe right now for top surgery or for bottom surgery, like donate to their GoFundMe. That's a material way you can show some love. Um, Donate for their name change or for their legal documents or any of those kind of things. Um, And, you know, make sure that you are passing along their work. So if there's a trans writer you really like, make sure that you're saying how great their work is. If there's a trans podcast you happen to really like, you know, share that with your networks. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure that, that trans folks are getting centered so that trans voices are being heard around this issue. Absolutely. Uh, something that you can do as an ally is take some time 
to educate yourself about this issue and the impact that it's going to have on trans people. Uh, there are an amazing amount of trans advocates and intellectuals out there talking about this on Twitter, on Facebook, on pretty much every social media platform. There are also organizations like the national center for transgender equality, the transgender law center, the ACLU, um, who are posting information about this, trying to clarify the impact that it will have on trans folks if it happens. Uh, and so it's really important that you as an ally and someone who wants to be productively a part of the trans community and trans people's lives, um, go out there and figure out what this impact will be so that you can know best how to support trans folks without asking trans folks to do that emotional labor of teaching you, right? Um, we've got to do a lot of work on our own right now and a lot of that regarding self-preservation. And so we're really asking you as allies to step up um, and to do that work to understand this impact and find productive ways to ally with us in a public sense. Yeah, you can also um, call your representatives and your senators about supporting the Equality Act. Yeah. Um, you can find out, we will post a link in the in the show notes about how to find out if your rep has already signed on to the Equality Act. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, push them to do so. Let them know that this is something that matters to you when you're voting in a couple weeks. Um, let them know that this is on your radar. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of voting, we have an election in 15 days. And so that means that you need to know how the people that you could potentially be voting for are standing on these issues and it's an opportunity to push whoever is ever running in your district or for congress uh, for senate or for any other office that you are uh, going to cast a ballot for on these issues to be trans supportive and inclusive um, and then it's really up to you to vote for those folks because right now you know sam and i are pretty uh we have I think a high bar for political understanding mm -hmm. and discussion and a high bar for political candidates right now, we have to take advantage of this moment to flip the Senate if possible, and to make uh, changes at the state level to create a more equitable and just government. And that means we're going to have to vote for some people that we don't necessarily feel 100% great about voting for, mm -hmm. but it's people's lives on the line and it will make a difference having people who, are not completely uh, blind to this issue and are not uh, completely wrapped up in their own conservative partisan ideology so much so that they can't see us as human beings. Yeah. Um, so we really just want this opportunity to make sure your candidates who are running understand this issue, to clarify where they stand, for you to push them on that and then vote for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was really struck by this idea that like this is what – they're doing this kind of thing between the Kavanaugh nomination and this yeah. policy leaking are things that they're doing in an election year Yeah, Jesus. when there is credible potential uh, threat to their hold on the House and the Senate. Yeah. And they are in a time when generally, politically speaking, you are just sort of silent and really boring. Uh -huh. They are coming out with these terrifying policies and this makes me really really wonder if we do not act and flip the house and the senate what are they gonna do yeah. when it comes to 2019 when there's no recourse for the next couple of years like yeah. this this is a terrifying thing to think about and so we absolutely must act we have to and i mean you know voting is a right it's also a privilege and when it comes to any sort of privilege there's an accountability factor and 
I think the bottom line for me is that if you want to be an ally to a community, whether it's a trans community, the undocumented community, any community, you can't vote for people who negate our existence in lives and who want to create a legal and political environment that is deadly for us. Um, That actually is not the act of an ally. So being an ally means voting for candidates who will not support this kind of regulatory change and will not support policy that tries to deny the very humanity of transgender people. Yeah. Um, Another thing you can do is you can inundate the White House and these four agencies with feedback about this policy and how much you hate it. Um, And that is your right as a American citizen. And so um, we will put information about how to contact all of those agencies in the show notes so that you can easily figure out exactly how to send a letter, send an email, make a phone call. Absolutely. Um, And then you can also donate today uh, to organizations doing this work. Um, You can donate to uh, organizations like the Trans Lifeline uh, because they're Mm going to need the ability to staff their lifeline because folks are going to need that kind of support uh, even more so when – you know, it's one thing to face discrimination in your personal life. And it's a whole nother to face it from an entire system of government. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are going to need this kind of support more than ever. You can also donate to organizations like the Transgender Law Center, the National Center for Transgender Equality, who are going to be fighting this fight at the federal level and organizations mm-hmm. at the state level who are going to be fighting this fight at the state level. So go out there, research the, the trans policy organizations in your area and nationally find one or more that are a good fit for you and please make a donation today. Yeah. And then we cannot say it enough. Yeah. Um, you must vote. Yes. Like we, there cannot be anyone that sits out yeah. this election. And for everyone who says like, well, my voice doesn't really matter. My vote's not that important. Like we only know whether or not the vote is important. If we actually all get on our horse and do the thing, like yeah. we, we will never know how much we could do unless everybody who's sitting on the fence right now going, well, I don't know. Is my vote really count? Like we will never really know unless you actually go to the poll and do it. Um, And this is the time when we need absolutely everybody who cares about people having human rights to be at the polls or sending in your early ballot or voting absentee, um, make it happen and not don't just make it happen for you right. make it happen for you and your five closest friends yep. everybody needs to be asking everybody you know yep. what is your voting plan yes and if your friends don't have a strong answer for what is their voting plan now is the time to utilize all of your friend capabilities yep. to get them a strong voting plan exactly uh, and part of how you can do that like share how you're voting share you know like you don't have to expect everyone to vote the same as you, but it helps when other people can see that you have voted. You can absolutely create a little thing on Facebook that just says, you know, I voted for Senator Cinema today, right? I, or I voted for, hopefully, should we Senator Cinema after the election? I voted for Greg Stanton, right? I voted for, you can do a little list, the propositions, you know, mm-hmm. like all of the things. You can outline how you voted and then say, this is how I voted I'm encouraging you to get out and vote as well. Um, That makes an enormous difference. People are five times more likely to vote if someone they know and trust asks them to vote. So ask everyone you know to vote, please. Yes. So we are asking you. Yes. 
Dear listeners. Dear listeners, please vote. We are asking you, and then we hope that you will ask all of the people that you interact with before November 6th yes. to also vote. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you want a quick way to activate your uh, your phone book on your smartphone, you can download an app called OutVote, O-U-T-V-O-T-E. And what it does is it interfaces with your phone book and the public voter file, and it tells you who is registered. And if they're a frequent voter or not, and it will allow you to send them a message asking them to vote um, that you can personalize. So please use that app. It's very effective. It's very easy to use. (laughs) Sam says it's so creepy. That's so creepy. I mean, it's good creepy. It's good creepy. (laughs) It's good creepy. Um, It's a really effective way to get people to vote. Y'all, let's get good creepy. So, yes, a very effective way to get people to vote. Yeah. Hey, listen, we got to use we got to use all the creep factors. We do. If you got to if you got to like creep on someone's Instagram and social media to see if they vote, like I, it does not matter, make it happen. I love it. You do can it. Use all your flirtatious creepy skills to uh, <laughs> get people to vote. <laughs> if it makes a difference, it's worth it. Yeah. Um so hang in there y'all. We are going to keep fighting. We will not give up, um, and we won't be silent around injustice, not just for us, but for other people as well. Like we yeah. will, um, we will continue to fight. We hope that you all will hang in the fight with us, yeah. um, and we will let you know what's happening next. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Um, we promise we'll bring you Ashton soon, <laughs> very soon. And and thank you and Ashton for understanding that. <laughs> Uh, this was an important issue to address this week. All right. We'll be back in your feed next Tuesday. It's time for closing credits. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Michael Soto and me, Sam Garman. Thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure that you hit subscribe. So you don't miss out on any new episodes. Our music is by Skylar Kurgle. Check him out at SkylarKurgle.com, where you can see what he's up to and link to all his social. We want to hear from you. You can connect with us on TransformPod.com or on Facebook at TransformPod. We appreciate your questions and feedback. Email us at TransformPod at gmail.com. We really encourage your thoughtful and positive feedback. If you disagree with us, that's fine, but we will not engage in any name-calling or dehumanizing talk, so please just don't do it. Thanks for going beyond the transition with us. Please tell me a story.